Right. I find the song to be helpful, though. It creates a, a break. Because people who are trying to skip the intro, they like to listen for that song. And then they're mm-hmm. like, all right, I know the podcast. You know, because once you've listened to the intro once or twice, it's like, well, whatever. Okay. Well, welcome to 42, the latest and greatest club from the restaurant at the end of the universe. Here we are talking about all the failings of the late, great human race. Right over here to my right, we have our good friend Brian, who will be... Uh, Damn it, I was doing so good. You were doing so good! (laughs) Just keep going, just keep going, we'll edit it. (laughs) And over here, we have Ryan, our co-host, and the restaurant at the end of the universe has been so kind to let us set up here. Over there, we have Zaphod drinking his gargle blaster, and we're going to get right into it. So, Ryan, tell me about yourself, why you're here, what you love, what you hate. Let's just go. Um, yeah, so, like I Ryan, and I'm here just to actually hang out and talk shit, mostly. Just to... Whatever we want to talk about, I guess. Um, random questions, fun, funny stories. Um, and the guy that actually was just talking is Jacob. I don't know if he introduced uh, him. Sorry, yes. My name is right, Jacob. Right, but um, he's my best friend. We've been friends pretty much forever. Like, as long as it matters. So, um, we have a bunch of old stories to tell, and just a bunch of, I guess... Opinions that shouldn't matter to anybody else but ourselves, but we just thought we would record it and, you know, give it out there. I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, into that effect. Hey, if people can make a shit ton of money on YouTube explaining game theories, then you know, people can listen to us babble for an hour and a half. I find it interesting. I listen to like a bunch of um, Magic the Gathering podcasts because I'm really into Magic the Gathering. And whether you don't really need to know what that game is to understand, it's a card game based on somewhere between chess and poker. But anyway, um, some of the podcasts are just random newbies. You know, like they've been playing for a week or they've been playing for a few months or three months, right? And that's what most of the podcasts are. But recently, I guess the podcast game has picked up some. So now you're starting to see more... Sorry for the dogs, if you can hear them. But um, they're starting to move more into a, uh, I guess, mainstream media outlet for like sponsorships and big wigs and stuff or whatever. So now there's a few podcasts where pros are talking. And the difference between listen to newbies, just bullshit, and pros is incredible. Yeah. Well, anyone who knows what they're doing, like, like a pro, is just in, insane. Like, I, I play a lot of Dota, mm-hmm. and I'll watch, like, the big guys play on Twitch and, like, the big tournaments, and it's a whole other level. Right, like, so you just, you know... you. If people can make it off of YouTube just talking mess, you know, why can't we just record well, this and give it uh, up? PewDiePie, right? Dude makes like eight million a year off of YouTube. I've actually refused to even check that guy out. I've never watched post. him. Uh, South Park actually had some really good episodes about the whole YouTube creator culture, and he was on it, and it was pretty funny. You should definitely check it out. Oh. So, I would actually like to. I'm. <laughs> I need to get back into South Park. I haven't seen that episode. I also need to see the new episode about Magic the Gathering. Oh, yes. Uh, Did you watch it? Yeah, it was like... Cockfighting and Magic the Gathering. I heard it was actually pretty it was, funny. It was, I can't remember the name of it. So it was like <laughs> Cock Magic or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, Randy is probably the best character in the entire show. Recently, I mean, right? Like over the last season or two. Do what? Over the last season or two, he's really started to shine and take on... Oh, yeah. But, like, he, like, 
apparently they he gets confused about like cockfighting and magic because like there's this whole underground magic scene that's like cockfighting, but he does cock magic, so he you know he'll make he'll make his penis disappear. <laughs> like literally cock magic. That's yeah. Whole <laughs> that's, that's tough. So, yeah, I need to watch that. Oh yeah, it's really good. It's it should be on. Yeah, it's all they're all on Hulu. I don't know if you have if you use Hulu, but it's all on there. Yeah, it was actually recently talking to the significant other about getting a uh, one of those Roku's. Oh, I love them. HD the HD one? Do it. It's like a 100 bucks, right? Uh yeah, well that's the most expensive one. Completely uh, worth it though, right? Oh, they are they are the easiest and best way to get streaming. Like it, it is seriously a 10 minute if not less to get up. You really? plug it. Oh yeah, you plug it in, you plug in the HDMI cable, you connect it to your internet. That's it. That, that's it. It, it, it seriously, is. it is. It was really cool. Is like the new ones have um, headphone re, uh, headphone jack and the remote. And so, say you're like in your bedroom and you know the wife is asleep or whatever, right, you can just right. plug in there and it works fine. It's seamless. Like I, you know, because I started using it, I haven't used it that much, but you know, I thought there would be a little bit of delay in the voice and you know the voice, the mouth on the screen, sure. the voice. Yeah, sure. none of it, no delay. Really? Right. And the the remote uses Wi-Fi, so you don't even you can hide the Roku. Like under oh, like you can just hide the Roku itself behind the yeah. TV or something. Uh huh. Just and, but they're throw. tiny. I mean, they're they're smaller than the palm of my hand. I mean, they're little itty bitty. Oh, really? Oh yeah, they're they're great. I mean, I they expect it to be like the size of a wireless receiver or something. No, like, I mean Wi-Fi. It's, okay. Oh, uh, it's probably four inches square, maybe. Is there any way you can get Twitch on it? Uh, I think there's a Twitch channel. Uh, so let's, epic. Let's go look. Oh, that would change my life. Uh, what, just on the Roku website? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. You dabble in Twitch a little bit, huh? Uh, yeah, I have. I haven't done a lot recently. Um... It looks like there's a it looks like there's a Twitch app for the Roku. Um, oh, did you do you watch Twitch? Oh yeah. Did you see any of the awesome games done quick this season? Uh, I haven't. I, the last I two weeks or whatever. The the move has really thrown me off. You know, I'm just oh, still trying okay. to get back into the whole, you know, normal life, and I don't have as much time as I used to. So, you know, completely understand. Completely like when I was living in. You know, living back in in the south, like I was working from home. And oh yeah, right. So my wife would go to work at like, you know, seven a.m. and so I would be up and I just start working. Mm-hmm. So I'd be done working at like three. Right, and then you have no commute. You're just home. Right, you know, and I would wait for her to get off of work. We'd go to the gym, but you know, so I had two hours to kill. And oh yeah, I watched a ton of t- ton of Twitch. Used to broadcast a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how schedules change like that. Right. And I don't know. My uh, my laptop isn't doing so well, so I, I don't really have the. I don't think it could handle broadcasting right now. Has it's starting to struggle? Like my battery is completely, you know, died. So like, yeah, I have it has to be plugged in at all times to work. And like, so. how difficult is it to replace a battery on a laptop? Well, it's it's just 
the, the problem is, is like batteries are expensive. Right. That, it with you know, like like an OEM battery is like 150 bucks. Right. How much is the computer? 400. Well, or, or well, not you. <laughs> well, not this computer. This right, right, right. brand new. This computer was 2500. Damn. But I convinced my work at the time to pay for it, so I didn't pay anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> best scam uh, I've ever pulled right, right there right, is getting right. a laptop. But you know, now you can get really, really nice laptops for six, seven hundred bucks. It's like, do you really want to spend two hundred to prolong? I mean, I mean, the Asus, my Asus is still in pretty good shape, but you want to spend two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. or do you just want to wait and? save up and just get a new machine. So that's kind of where we're at. And, you know, it plays Dota and does email, and that's pretty much all I need right now. <laughs> yeah. But, I recently upgraded my rig. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. I went ahead and put the terabyte hard drive and the uh, DVD drive in it. Sick. We, um, we're we building a media center slash gaming system for that we're going to plug into our TV. Nice. Uh and oh, really? Into your TV? Yeah, because uh, uh, Steam has uh, what they call yeah. big picture mode. Right, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Steam. What's nice is that and uh, XBMC, which I think they changed their name to Cody, um, also was designed for TVs and for Xbox controllers. So you can just plug in like an Xbox controller and, you know, do everything you, you want. You'd be blown away by how many games on Steam will uh, support... Oh, it, a, a lot, a lot of them a do. A lot of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're actually using a laptop for our uh, um, for for a media center, and we're using this little guy to run it. It's a great little wireless keyboard. It's wow, yeah, that looks it, awesome. It's flat, but like if you if you were to th- if you were to take like the top of an Xbox 360 controller and just make it smooth, a like quarter, just flat. And about a quarter inch thick, or like, yeah, probably about a quarter inch thick. That's how big so you, it is. So you take the you take the handles off the ergonomical handles off the bottom. So there's no triggers. It's just kind of smooth on the bottom, also. Right. Mm-hmm. And it works great. How I mean, big is it across your lap? No, no. I, I mean, seriously, it's the size of an Xbox controller, right, oh. left to right. Oh, I see. That's the whole. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty little. Like it's it, not too small then. But it's, but it's not too big. It's about the right size. I mean, it really is about the right size for that because the keys are big enough. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. not like I mean, you could put yeah. it in your pocket if you need it. So how does that work? What does this work? It's a. It's a, we're using it to run our media center. Does it control the Roku? No, it controls. Uh, we're using a laptop for uh, an old laptop that we have a, a really big uh, external hard drive on. I've got like, God, I've probably got. All in all, about 600 gigs worth of media on my laptop. <laughs> Quotation marks, media. It's like, no, it's media, just how I got it might be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's what VPNs are for. Right, yes. Yeah, that was just too technical for me. I'm oh, just now getting to the where I feel comfortable moving files around on my own computer and downloading things and going, oh, wait, I didn't want to download that, and then not feeling, like, afraid, like, I don't know how to get rid of it. It's like, no, I can just go into here, and I can just get rid of this, and I can get rid of that. Uh, the uh, the VPN I use is super simple. Like, uh, You say that. No, seriously, you, that. you download the software. Right, and then you get toolbars, and there's no, check no, marks, uh-uh. and these things. Nothing, nothing like that. It just sits in, it sits in the bottom of your thing. 
and you right click on it and you tell you you tell it where you want to connect and it connects for you because they have That's like nice. uh, they have like fifteen or twenty different um, fifteen or twenty different servers and so like uh, I can tell it here I'm is this access yeah this is who it is. Uh, you can tell it, you know, to put you in London. And so if I ever feel like watching the BBC, I can. And what do you, in what way, what do you mean watch the BBC? Okay, because, um, if you, if you're in England, you can go to BBC's website, their, what they call their iPlayer, and watch the, just watch what's on TV, what's on the BBC. Oh. But you have to have an English, uh, English IP, and with this right, you can right. get one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's cool. It's like forty bucks a year, super cheap, and it's really fast. Like I can get, depending on the day, fifty or sixty megabyte megabits through it. So it's not as fast as you know just wide open internet megabits. Yeah. Wait, but you're what is your what are you getting right now though? Well, when I'm uh, when I'm not on it, right. uh-huh. uh, well, here we will run a speed test, and I'll tell you exactly what I'm getting right now. I know what I'm supposed to be getting, but we'll see. How much validity do you give into those accusations that the speed test websites are ran by Verizon and Comcast, or not Comcast and Verizon? That's the same company, but ran by like Charter and Comcast. And then well, they let through more information for their website, for that specific website. Uh, I mean, it depends, because I mean, I've definitely seen guys that are that way, you know, but they're, you know, they're branded. I don't know about Okla. Uh, let's see, right now I'm doing 108 down and 20 up, which is really slow on the up, but my, yeah, I mean, wi- Wi-Fi can get funky. With speeds, but like my, uh, right. when I was, I was hard, I was hardwired for a bit because my wireless card crapped out on me. And I was doing like 175, 175 most days. Right, so you're getting 50 through the VPN. That's still better than most people's fast internet. Right. Like I think I'm getting 20 up and, I mean, I should be getting 34 down and like 12 up. And I'm happy with that. Oh no, like thirty thirty to me is like that's that's the, the number. minimum you need to be where you can watch YouTube on fast and still have Netflix playing. Well, I, thirty because when I first moved to Tulsa, mm-hmm. we I had thirty, and they were and it was uh, enough for us to be watching Netflix and gaming at the same time. And that's a, I mean thirty sort of the fret threshold for me right, right, for right. like mm-hmm. being able to, to minimum minimum yeah uh but yeah now we're now we're on the 150 150 and it's just it's fast and so the, sorry go ahead <laughs> the sad part is if i could afford the 300 i would get the 300 <laughs> even though i really Still don't need fast it fast enough <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, I'm the kind of person I will afford the fastest internet I can. Like yeah, I, I, I ask them. I mean, Verizon's the first time where I haven't had the fastest internet that they provided. 
Because, I, I, I mean, it used to be for a long time, especially before speeds. I mean, speeds have really started to ramp up in the last two or three years. Mm, a little bit. Well, at least for... Where you live. Well, yeah, I mean, it did it in Tulsa, but it was like, whenever I would call to get new internet, they were like, well, what are you looking for? I said, what's the fastest you have? That's I what want I that. So, yeah, what do you ask? Yeah. And then they try to tell you something ridiculous, and you're like, no, no, no. I'm into it. Like, what's the, actually the fastest? And they're like, well, right. we ha- we sell it for $100 a month. And you're like, yeah, that one. That one, yeah. Or it's 150 It's like, yeah, that one. How much is that one? Yeah, that's the one I want. Like, ours, I think ours is like like 105 a month or 100 bucks a month, which is great, you know. Um, especially because we don't have cable, so we stream everything. I stream everything also. Have you seen uh, what Dish is doing with their Sling TV? Yes. Yes, I think I'm it's excited. a big deal. Man, like, how long have we been looking forward to this, right? Oh, forever. What, I think we were in junior high, and me and you were talking about, why can't we order just the the uh, cable TV channels we want? Well, Didn't we have that conversation back then? Oh, yeah, but, you know, it's the whole bundling bullshit, which I yeah. understand why people do it, you know, but, I mean, just the fact that you can get ESPN now is a big deal. You can get HBO now, too. You, you, uh, yeah, they're launching that mm-hmm. uh, alongside Game of Thrones is when they're when they're doing their own thing. <laughs> How exciting. I know, right? Like, yeah. it's... It's happening. It is happening. The thing is, is, like, fine. I don't know if I can justify getting... Uh, maybe if I, if, you know, if it is really just use it, like, pay for it when you want it month to month sort of thing... Because really, like, I watch HBO for Game of Thrones and Silicon Valley, and that's it. Right. Have you seen right. Silicon Valley? I have not. Oh, you, it's um, it's a spoof on the whole startup culture. It's uh, oh, okay, it's right. done by, if I remember right, it's, it's a Mike Judge. Uh, King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead, uh, that guy. <laughs> that guy's actually funny. Oh, yeah, he did Extract and, oh, Idiocracy. Did he do the voices for Beavis and Butthead, right? I don't know. Or, pro- I mean, that was so Butthead. long ago, probably. He probably did one of them back then. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, Matt and Trey still do voices for South Park. They do almost all the voices. Is that true? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's a legend that everybody probably knows, but the uh, the story where they that one episode they made where they don't remember it because they were so exhausted and hung, hung over from making the movie that they made the entire episode on autopilot. Or have you watched the documentary? Uh, I've seen some of it, like the oh Six Days of South Park. Fuck! I could not believe it. They Those literally guys are sit, crazy, crazy. They sit down in this room, have no idea, like literally. Zero idea what they're going to make. And they just start talking shit, man. And then next thing you know, I mean, the episode that they make the documentary on is the episode where they get the human centipede. Oh, God. And it's, and it's, the, <laughs> and it's the Apple, you know, what did you click on? What did, right. you, know, what, did you accept? It has to learn payment? to read. <laughs> <laughs> and that took them six days. That episode is like... And, a classic, right? Oh yeah. Well, that's that's why they're able to be so amazingly topical. Is they right. you know, they are doing it in real time, basically. Right. It's just yeah, six days. Yeah. Like, have you heard about the Lord spoof this season? Like the singer Lord. Right. I know. Well, I, I, I after I, I 
I read something or heard something that like, okay, originally it was going to be a one episode gag that Randy had to dress up as Lord and gave this really shitty performance for one of the kids parties. Right. And one of her fans got like really offended. And so, so it ends up being like a, Four episode arc where Randy is literally <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I mean, it is, and yeah, it is fantastic. But it's just stuff that they can do, you know. How great is it that that the internet existed at the same time that they existed in such a a young time in the internet where there's not enough regulations, and then they got away with uh, Comedy Central. They just fit into such a sweet spot that it was before the whole Janet Jackson debacle and it was on the, you know, cable, which, what is it, the FC, FCC? FCC. I don't that technically, right? So Well, no, they do, but, you know, it is paid. Tell, you know, there's right. the rules are a lot different. It's not broadcast. It's not just right. airways. You have to actually pay for the services. Right, so, and they got away with it at an early time and... It stuck, and they're just such geniuses, man. I'm so glad that they didn't exist in the 70s. Like, what are you going to get out of May and Matt and Trey in the 70s, you know? It's awesome that they get the internet and Comedy Central and stuff like that to work with. Have you have you played their game? The, the Stick of uh, Truth? Yes. No. Oh, dude. I, I, I played the... the N64 game, and I didn't enjoy it that much. Oh, no, no, no. no. no so, I didn't played. try it. Stick of Truth. I mean, Steam is finally starting to run it on sale, but I actually bought it, like, release day. Like, the only game I bought on release in ten years. And I played that thing through four times. Worth it, then. Worth it. Like... Really? Yeah. You have such a funny sense of... You have just weird sense of... $40, damn. Your yeah. sense of, uh... Right. Good and bad on video games is, you know... <laughs> Weird sometimes. Well, I mean, really, it's a, but you're, this is an adventure game, right? Well, it's 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 uh, an RPG. Oh, with in what way an RPG? Like uh, different versions of characters and still get through the game? Yes, like you, you know, there's four classes because you're pretending in this um, sort of medieval kind of thing, and so there's there's your four basic classes: your your rogue, your um, your rogue, your paladin, your wizard, and your Jew is the fourth. Yes, it is. It's really good. I mean, it is. It's. It, and this will sound bad, but it actually works. It's a fifteen-hour episode of South Park. It's what it is. And it is hilarious. I mean, there were times where I was, like, rolling on the floor, like, tears coming down my face. I am laughing so hard. Like, it is hilarious. You can tell they put in a lot of effort. And it looks just like the show. Like, it feels like you are in South Park. You feel like Matt and Trey had any influence on the game? Oh, they wrote almost all of it. Oh, really? So this is from their creative... Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember who. On it. Uh, is there any skill involved? I mean, it's. Is it fun to play? Is the gameplay any good? Yo, yeah, the gameplay is really good. I mean, it's your really sort of 
the the combat is really um I don't know, Pokemon, you pick a thing, they attack, people go back and forth. Oh, so this is an old uh, like it's Final old. Fantasy turn based yes. RPG. Yes. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. okay. Alright. Uh, you're trying to you're trying to get me to spend forty dollars, <laughs> man. I'm gonna look into it. I'm gonna look into like, it. I like I I would have, if I had been thinking about it, cause like, during the Steam Winter Sale, they had it for, like, $13. I was like, oh, so cheap. So good. Let me, let me look at my Steam. I have 84 games, and I probably have played 12. Oh. It's like, you got to put stop putting stuff on sale, man. It's just, oh, like, it's too good of a deal to pass up. It's, like, all of it, man. The entire collection, $4. I know. I'm never going to play that, but okay. Oh, part of this is collecting, like, like... Right? A little bit. A little bit of it is that. Yeah, yeah I've got... Like, there are games I've bought and never played. There's there's games i play a lot. But the, the prop, my biggest problem is I found Dota, and that's just taken over my life. Like, I used oh. to play video games, and now I just play Dota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got in that way for Call of Duty for a little bit. Nice. But I do that for a lot of games. I did it for Battlefield. I did it for Call of Duty. But recently I've gotten stuck on a... I've moved back to single player. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played that game. Yes. Yes. Man, I was on a dry spell for such a while, but then I finally stumbled upon a couple games that were great. Um, Faster Than Light. Oh, that game is so hard. That game is unforgiving, like... An old '90s arcade game that was trying to eat your orders. It Nintendo just, hard, huh? Fucking exactly. Just unforgiving, man. I've played that game. I bought it for the iPad and I bought it on Steam because I enjoyed it so much that I wanted to have the option to be able to play whether I was in the room or not. And I found that the Steam version is a lot better. But I've probably got 200 hours and I've only made it to the final boss once. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And I, I mean, that's just because I'm real stubborn about this game for some weird reason. Normally I would try, and then I would look up strategies online and then like recommend do this, recommend do that. But with this game, I've just been like bullheaded. I've just been trying to figure it out myself because there's a real, I don't know what it taps into, but there's something, I don't know, primal's the wrong word, right? But um, just your basic reward systems in your brain when you do something right, like when you find a berries or I don't know, you know, something back in the day when you've done would have done that, an action that provided something that you were looking for, that reward mechanism that your brain gives you. Well, this game is so it activates that so hardcore because when you finally get past a point where you haven't got before because it's so fucking hard and so unforgiving that when you finally get there you're like yeah, I just killed that fuck that I've been chasing you know that feeling of success that real feeling right so I've you know that's why it's addicting but I finally got to the final boss and I realized as hard as it was to get to the boss the boss is that much harder to beat so you have to beat the game you have to get to the boss as many times as you played through to even get to the boss, if that makes any sense. Right, right yeah, yeah. If it took you 100 playthroughs to get to the boss, it'll take you another 100 times against the boss to beat him, because he is insanely hard. And I just quit playing. <laughs> just quit playing. Oh, man. It's like, I'm too old for this shit, man. I'm 30 years old. I'm not 13 anymore. When I was a 13-year-old, I would have just I'd have played the extra 100 playthroughs. But not no more. Oh, man, I was... Uh... 
Oh, it was a while ago, but I, I put up a like a, a Genesis emulator on my computer, right? You know, hooked it up, got the Xbox controller working on it. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah, that was a great game. Yeah, that thing kicked my ass. I was like, holy God, nine-year-old Jacob was way better at this than I am. <laughs> like, I just have a hard time getting through the first level. <laughs> Like, it was terrible. I made the mistake of downloading um, Metal Gear Solid 3 for the Xbox. Okay. And this is the pre-patch version, so like two or three years ago on the Xbox 360. And it was real cheap, you know, like 1,600 credits or whatever those stupid points are worth or whatever. You know, like $3. Not, not expensive. It only gives you one continue. <laughs> so you get the you get the three lives or whatever it is, right? The entire game. Like you don't Jesus. get an option to put in more coins ever or start <laughs> or continue from the beginning of the level. Dude, me and my brother, because you know how you get, you'll just download a game like on a whim, and then for some reason it just hits that right frequency with the people around you where you're just like, no, we're doing this. We're going to not eat. I mean, we're just going to eat right here. We're not going to go to the shower. We're just, for a day and a half, we're just going to play this game and beat it. Right. Like Tony Hawk back in the day. That's a different story. But ask me how far we got. How far? Level three and a half. (laughs) Fuck that game, dude. Fuck that game, man. Fuck that shit. I'll never play. And now they've patched it now, or you can buy it on Steam. I don't know about the Xbox, but on Steam you can have more continues. (laughs) <laughs> so you might be able to beat it. Uh, have you uh, have you played any of the uh, Telltale games at all, like Walking Dead or Wolf Among Us? No, but I was recently just introduced to that uh, company, or was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it. Oh, but so is good. it the company that made the Valiant Hearts, the Great War game? I, I, do, I don't know, I'd have to look. Um, yeah... Valiant Hearts The Great War. It's this uh, 2D adventure scrolling game. And it reminds me of you, you know, the old games. What was that game you liked to play where you, you had to pick up the fish and then you needed it, like, forever? Oh, uh, like Space Quest. Like Space Quest. You know, those kind of adventure games where you're on this, mm-hmm. like, screen and you click on these things? It's like that, but it's about World War One. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I remember seeing this. It's not the same people. Oh, but, yeah, this game looked awesome. Well, yeah, if you want to be, if you want to actually kind of get a feeling what World War One was like, and I'll just let you know, spoiler alert, it kind of sucked. <laughs> but I don't think shit was good for anybody at that point in time, man. Because that, ugh, I'm like three levels in, four levels in, and like like four of the main characters. Spoiler alert, you know, but no. It's just, it, it okay, so it's like in the first level, but I'll just give you a general idea of what's going on. Right. It's in France, so that's the setting. It's World War One. It just broke out. France has told all their German residents they need to leave, right? Mm-hmm. So the scene opens with this good-looking blonde German kid, you know, he's probably 20, 21, and his France, or French wife with their baby and her dad in the French countryside and he's telling them bye and I gotta leave so he leaves and then the next scene the grandfather gets a letter he's gotta join the army so the first level you you get you know you do your basic French training for this grandpa to run through 
And uh and then um you uh the first battle you meet the the German because he went back to Germany, he got drafted into the German army. So the grandfather and the German I know it's a video game obviously, right? So this is gonna be a story. But right. they meet each other. And there's this whole like moment where you've gotta make decisions and you're like, Oh, this sucks And it's just it just the game just keeps going like that. But it's also one of those games that really draws you in. It makes you want to play. Oh yeah, that's how uh, what The Walking Dead is. Like, I'm not a big fan of the show. Like, I just can't get into it. But the games is amazing. But it's, it's silly. I'm oh. completely just like not even gonna look at the game because of the show. No, no, like, like it was one of those things. Like, either the first episode because it's you know an episodic uh, game. There's like five episodes a season. Like, either the first episode you get was to buy each episode. Yeah, but you can all you can get them cheap. Like especially the first season, you can generally find it for like ten bucks. You can get it on your iPad or your phone or whatever. And it's the two D scroller adventure. Well, no, it, it's right? more of a. It's three D, but it's it's like it's like you're watching a show, and then you have to make decisions inside the show. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it's good. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, he says. Not just good, but fantastic. Huh? Here, let me. I'll sh- let's see if I can't find a uh, screenshot. Oh, motherfucker! Uh, here, here. This is what the gameplay looks like. It's very artsy. Looks like the comic. So it's kind of cel shaded then. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, okay. Like almost like a comic book. Right. That's been animated. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the creases on the forehead are dark lines and. You can really see the eyebrow expressions in the forehead and oh, the yeah. cheeks and the like, jaws. Like it puts you like it puts you in like some hard situations, like where you're choosing who lives and who dies, and oh. like like there's this one point where you have to like cheat, like you can choose to like leave someone on the side of the road because they've been an asshole. Uh, <laughs> so on Steam, right? So that reminds me, have you played the Oregon Trail? Uh, director's edition? I haven't. <laughs> just, just buy you this game next time it's on sale. So it's a modern day post apocalyptic zombie right. trail, and you and your friends get in this station wagon and you're trying to make it across. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's a good game. Nice. Yeah, so but, you like the uh, the Walking Dead thing? Oh, but oh. the thing is, like, it's so good. Like, let me see Steam. My my wife would ask me to play so she could watch it. That's the sign of a good game. Right. But it's one of those things where, like, cause like, like, I played the first episode, then t- didn't touch it for a long time. Then I started playing it again, and I could only do about an episode at, a, like, a day. Because it's like, like, nothing good ever happens. And you just get tired. Like, it, it's one of those things, like, it's so good, but it beats you up. Like, it just takes it to you. Oh, it's... Ugh. Oh, I, okay. I was confused. The way I thought you were explaining it is that you had to buy each episode, but you buy a season. You and can it has several bu- episodes. Yes. Okay. 
uh, I think you can buy them an episode at a time. At least okay. I did. Maybe. Um, on Steam? Or do you buy them on your iPad? No, I did it on the on Steam. You may not be able to now. Uh, you might be able to mm. on like good old games, but or maybe when the episodes are coming out. Yeah, well, that's the, that's another way you can do it. Right, because right now the seasons are out completely, so maybe when the next mm-hmm. season is out, you an episode at a time to so stay up to date. Right, uh, and they also have a another one's called Wolf Among Us, which mm-hmm. is based on a graphic novel as well. That is super good. Yeah, and they have the. Deparia or Depoit? Uh, how do you say it? I don't know. De- uh, Depo- I can't remember. Anyway, I can't remember. Yeah, I was just watching the trailer. It looks... It looks fine. These graphics are this good on the iPad? Yeah. Man, I'm blown away by how good the graphics are on the iPad. Oh, I know, right? I mean, the technology, just modern-day technology is so amazing. Oh, man, you have to get your gaming rig done before uh, Gran Turismo 5 comes out on the PC. Okay. It comes out in, like, four months. Have you seen some of the gameplay footage from, like, the uh, next-gen consoles, like Xbox One? Oh, stuff? they're beautiful. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah, we, uh, like, see, what we were talking about, the reason we're doing this is, like, because we knew we wanted to do, like, the whole media center. And we are like, but, you know, Kelly is, also likes to game a lot, so it's like, well, we were really looking at, like, an Xbox One, you know. I was yeah. like, you know, if we're going to drop 400 on an Xbox, let's just drop 1,000 on a, you know, a rig that will last forever. So. Yeah, that is one of the cool things about the modern day rigs is you can spend a thousand dollars and it seems to be good for three or four years. Yeah, well and it's super easy to pop things in now. Mm-hmm. So like for Christmas this year, my mom was like, What do you want for Christmas? I don't know. I was like, I don't know, and I just center my center my uh uh my new egg wish list for the piece the PC that was like anything on this. Yeah, life pro tip. Listen up, you know, anybody <laughs> out there. Make an Amazon wish list or wish lists from websites that you're into. Like if you're into Magic the Gathering, go to Star City or Channel Firebar and make a wish list. So you don't tell your significant other or your grandparents or your mom or whoever is asking you, hey, what do I get you? You go, you don't tell them like magic stuff, but you tell them specifically, go look at this wish list and have a range of price, you know, high to low. Make it easy, you know, so they can spend anywhere from 5 to $20, you know. It really helps out during Christmas time, anyway. Yeah, so we end up getting the processor and the power supply. Yeah, we got this uh, like it's a four oh, gig. I had a bunch of money on a power supply. <laughs> like we got like a four gigahertz AMD eight core beast of a processor. I'm so looking forward to using it. Let's see how how do you tell what your system has in it. I thought it was just in computers, right? Uh, and then system properties. Computer, no computer. Right-click on computer in the in the menu and click properties. Mm. Right. So I have a an i5 3570k. It's not 3. bad. Three point four gigahertz. Nice. How do you find out which uh, graphics card you're using? Uh, that I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Is it a device? 
probably device manager. This is just scintillating radio, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. My bad. <laughs> oh, I got an interesting question for you. Okay. If you had to choose one actor to uh, be part of your army, right? Okay. But you get that person plus any character he's played. So, like, if you picked, like, uh, who's a good example? Like Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. You would get, you know, like the guy from Pulp Fiction, so you'd get a hitman. Um, let's see, what else did Samuel L. Jackson play? He played a... Uh, he's in was, Star Wars. Yes, he played a uh, Jedi. He's, uh, you also get Afro Samurai. Yeah, Afro Samurai, you get... So, uh, the head oh, you of get Shield. Morpheus? You get Morpheus? No, no, that's not Samuel L. Jackson. That's uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, that's Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Uh, no, but you uh, you get the head of Shield from the Marvel movies. Hmm. So, that's what I'm asking you. Like that's the example. Samuel to, L. Jackson. To go into war with? Yeah. Let's see. What would be a good What would be a good use for this army? You have to have a goal to use the army against. Like, are, are we going up against other people? Like, or is this I think like North Korea? Oh, Arnold. Easy. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, right? <laughs> get all the Rambos. Get you get all the Rambos. Well, think about Arnold. You get Terminators. You get the okay. guy. You get Predator. Yeah, he was in Predator. He was the hunter in Predator. He was the guy who kills the Predator. Right. Uh, last action hero. Uh-huh. The Expendables movies. You yeah. Get guy. Over, huh? You get the guy from Blade Runner, right? Guy? No, that's Harrison Ford. Oh, no, which movie is Arnold play then? He plays in that Mar- movie from Mars about the future. Oh, that's Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford would be another good one because you get Han Solo. So that's right, what but, I Han, mean. but Han Solo is just Han Solo. Yeah, I mean, but he has the Millennium has- Falcon. Oh, does he get chewy then too? Yeah, I mean to be okay. That's a, that's a part of the thing. You get mm-hmm. you get Indy. Uh, yes, you do get Indy. You you get the really smart guy from Blade Runner. Uh, where else, who else has he been in? I mean, he's been. In, you get the president, the former president that's of the United right. States. That's right. That's a pretty good power. He's <laughs> like, hey, send these nukes that way. <laughs> hmm. You probably don't want to pick. What well? What about one of the guys who played one of the Batmans? Oh, who was the blonde that played Batman? He was also in Top Gun. Val Kilmer. Hmm. So I mean, he was also the he was also in the Saints. So he was like a high end art thief, if I remember right. He was also Doc Holliday. He was also Doc Holliday. Hmm. Doc oh no, I, I win. I figured it out. Okay. I figured it out. It's um, Lawrence Fishburne. He played God, didn't he? Did he play God? Right. He was the black god in uh, Bruce Almighty. No, 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 that's Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That dude. <laughs> you just get God. <laughs> it's like, I just get one, even though he just played one character. That's just like, that's the one you need. There he is. Now, if I was picking one for the fun of it, it'd be mm-hmm. Jim Cummings. What? He's a voice actor. He was Darkwing Duck. Bonkers the Bobcat. He was here. I will pull up his uh, Uh. his IMDb. You like you will be shocked, like how much stuff this dude was in, especially in the nineties. 
what is a voice actor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how many of those like some people find a niche, man, and that's what they do. Have you you need to check out um I know that voice on Netflix. This is documentary about voice acting. Super good. Let's see. He was just about every voice in Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Uh, he was some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was Don Carnage, Louie, and Tailspin. I loved Tailspin. Yeah, so he, you know, he's a big guy. He was in a ton of episodes. He's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, he's Pinocchio. He's a lot of the Tiny Toons and Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toons. Refresh my memory. Why uh, I... Little Bugs Bunny. Like, the Bugs Bunny's, like, <laughs> nephew or whatever. They had the greatest episode. There was an episode where they were in the... Aca- um, side note, they were tangential. Uh, they were in the academy to learn how to be uh, better cartoons. Right. And they were learning um, how if you don't look down after you walk off a cliff, you don't fall <laughs> as a cartoon. And to pass the test, they had to walk across this big chasm and not look down. I just... Oh, that reminds me, too. Um, How awesome... Was uh, Looney not Looney Tunes? Animaniacs as a kid. Ah, oh, loved it. Have you ever gone back as an adult and rewatched yes, some of yes, it? Yes, actually, I have most of it on my media server. It's ridiculous how many jokes go over your head as a child, and oh, you go back and you watch, and you're like, "That's ridiculous." <laughs> Especially that one, man. That shows. That show was amazing. It also had what Pinky and the Brain and the other stuff. Yeah, that's too, right? where a lot of that started. Oh, let's see. Who all is... Okay, so to keep going, he was in Goof Troop, Adam's Family. Adam's Family. Uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> he just... Little Mermaid. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> he, was Son- he was in Sonic the Hedge. He was Dr. Robotnik in the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. The good one, not the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> the good one? Not the bad and There were, were two of them. And there was one that was really, like, super cheesy. One that was, like, super dark and gritty. Yeah, the super dark and gritty one was awesome. He was ta- he was a Tasmanian devil in Tasmania. Oh, yeah, he's just in everything. That would be kind of cool to have an army of uh, cartoons running around. <laughs> and I think, if I remember correctly, Duckling Duck was actually a badass, right? Yeah, kind of. Kind of, right? I mean, it's one of those things where he was, but he also just, like, locked into a lot of things, too. <laughs> but, uh, I've been told, uh, Bravo a little bit. I was, I was listening to, um, a Kevin Smith podcast, Fat Man on Batman, and he was interviewing, uh, the woman who did the voice of Batgirl in the animated series, mm-hmm. and she was also, I want to say Bubbles in the Powerpuff Girls. And apparently, like, the holy grail for, like, outtakes is the Powerpuff Girls outtakes. Because when they weren't being recorded for the show, the three women were just as dirty, foul-mouthed as you can be in the voices of the (laughs) Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) And I would love, like, like, that's what I want. You know, and... Yeah, so they're, like, talking about how they're going to, like, you know, rape each other and all sorts of funny, you know, weird things in the, in the, in the, in the voices. I would, I, too bad we don't have a girl on the show that could do the voice because it would be funny if they just started making the dirty jokes. Just <laughs> randomly just started talking about fisting and, <laughs> and the little girl. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. We should put those if we uh if we do have show notes, we should put some of those in there or in the exit, just something ridiculous from the <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like you listen to some of these people, and they, some of them, they can transition word to word voices, right. completely different voices, and just like every other word is a different voice. Right, like they can talk to themselves in different characters, like carry on a conversation. Oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So how good. blown away were you when you learned that Casey Kasem did uh, Scooby Doo? Really? Yeah. Oh, I you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, he did Shaggy and Scooby. <laughs> Casey Kasem. And if you listen to Shaggy from the old, you know, 60s cartoons or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, that is. That is, that is totally. But yeah, I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. Is Shaggy a stoner? Oh, absolutely. Is Shaggy a stoner on purpose? <laughs> I don't know, but that's another one of those shows that, like, I went like, my little brothers were watching, like, one of the movies, I don't know, like, where they meet the Globetrotters or something. I don't know, one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, but still, from, like, the 60s. And they right, were right, talking right. to this woman, and she was talking about her her former husband was a big game hunter. And this is a quote. She said, he always, he always used to like to say, I was his only game that ever banged him. <laughs> and it was like, you know... My little, I mean, my little brothers at the time were like five or six years old. They don't get it, but it's just like yep, right over the top of their head. I'm just sitting there going, "Holy hell! <laughs> you can't that's, say that." That's funny. <coughs> you want a, uh, you want another topic? Sure. What opinion of yours makes you an asshole? This is a perfect question. Oh God! Because you're a little bit of an asshole. Depending on who you ask, I'm a lot of an asshole. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. You <laughs> uh, God, uh, there's there's so many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a pretty good question. Oh, man. I mean, I am. I mean, I can be pretty heartless. For the most part, I don't care. And I don't care about you. I don't care about your problems. It's probably your fault. You're in the, you're that situation anyway, so shut up and get over it. That's how I. That's how I am a lot of times, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably bad. But oh, man, I'm trying to think of like the straight up opinion that just makes me an asshole. Yeah, I was trying to think so also. Um, no, not for you, but for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. What's a good one that would make me an asshole? I think uh I think overall Star Trek uh-huh. has a better body of work than Star Wars. Uh, I don't know if that really makes you an asshole. To some people. To some people, yeah. I mean but Okay. A better one? I'll think of a better one. Star I mean the thing is is like Star Trek I mean how many hundreds of episodes in total? Because you got 30-something, which is crazy. Think about like, the original series was only like 30, 40 episodes. Uh-huh. Maybe it was 60. Maybe it was 60 episodes, but still. You know, Next Generation was seven seasons, so they're probably about 150. Voyager was probably about 120. DS9 was probably in the 120 range. So you're talking... I mean, we're not going to count Enterprise, because I mean, Enterprise is basically like the prequels. It just doesn't exist in my world. Uh, to the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but if we take the Star Wars prequels out and we leave ourselves with the original three before they were uncut and edited, mm-hmm. it's hard to really put anything up against those. Those three <sighs> movies alone are really, really good. They are. Now, I've heard a lot of arguments about they're not good, but they are. Oh, they're Hard. great movies. Um, this, my favorite is is Jedi, but the best one is Empire. Right. And I honestly, the worst one is the original. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. See, that's that's something that like my wife cannot get her head around, because like I my I'll have a favorite of something, but I don't think it's the best. Like I. Uh, my friend has a blog, and I wrote this the what I considered the definitive ranking of Pixar movies at the time, which I think at that point like it was after up, so there was like ten of them, ten twelve of them, and like my favorite Pixar movie is like probably what I think is the fifth fourth or fifth best Pixar movie what uh my favorite is Ratatouille. love that movie really yes, but mm. In my, it's it's a toss up, but I give it the slight edge to Up as the single best Pixar movie ever. No, what is? No, 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 you're wrong. I don't know what is, but that's wrong. It's not Up. Up's too sad. Oh, but that's what makes it so good. No, no, like, I do the- not need to cry. <laughs> fucking Pixar movie. And I don't mean, like, cry, I'm like, yeah, like, just give me a second, don't look over here. And when she dies, or, spoiler alert, but when she dies, dude, I was, fuck that, man. See, that's not what got me. And what got me, I mean, then we don't, don't get me wrong, I definitely had some emotions going on, but what got me is at the end, when he finally turns the page on the the photo book and realizes that he was her great adventure, I was like, oh, God, oh, God. I'm yeah, like actually, there in the theater, like, chill bumps. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could be argued into The Incredibles being the best Pixar movie. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Like, so, so you're not going with, like, um, Finding Nemo? Oh, no. Uh, what? Oh, I love Finding Nemo. It might be my second favorite Pixar movie, but I'm term, talking in terms of, like, cinematic value. Oh, okay, best. Well, I don't know, man. Finding Nemo. Oh, that's gorgeous. It was a great movie. Have you, have you watched it on Blu-ray yet? It is. It's beautiful. Oh, it's not as pretty as Wally, though. Like that is the movie. Like that that movie. Like if I have, like get a new TV or a new display or something, that's the first thing that goes in is Wally well, on Blu-ray. Really? Oh, it's so pretty. You know, if you want to talk about like impressive movies that Pixar's done, Wally's probably the one, right? Oh, that's... I mean, the first thirty minutes has no. No vote? Basically none, yeah. No, that was... Mm. Well, and, and you got to remember, like, that was a... Because Wally and Up happened back-to-back, I think. And, like, I mean, they took... You could tell they were riding high and felt like no one could touch them. Because, I mean, to do that in a kid's movie is so daring. And that's why I thought... One reason I thought that, you know, Up in particular was so special is because they they hit it hard and they had the ability to not be not only be sad but be just profoundly happy at the end as well. And so it's like I don't know, they they managed to do both so well. And that's why yeah, I think it's But it worked. I My know. kids love Wally. I know. Like they love Wally and I mean how worried were you about the cockroach? 
A little bit, right? There was a part of you that's like, man, I hope the cockroach fucking makes it. Because they set up the cockroach even. Like, they just... They, masterful movie makers. Did you see um, Monsters U? I did. It was terrible. It was terrible. I loved it. How was that terrible? It was... Uh, it was... Oh, we have such, you're such a weirdo. <laughs> How are we friends? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean... I wanted to love it because I love love Nathan Fillion, who was the bad guy. Love that dude. He's one of my favorite actors. But like, it was just, it didn't have the spark. It didn't have. It felt. It felt like it was a movie they had to make because someone told them to make it. To me, mm. you know, and I just, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Like it was not. Like it was nowhere near the first Monsters movie. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I didn't enjoy the first one that much. But I thought the second one made the first one... Well, I thought the prequel made the original one so much better. Because it gives this backstory of why they're friends and why they're such good friends. And where this, what is it, like dichotomy of their relationship as work partners, where it comes from. And I don't know, it just really ties it all together... And then you get to see them in the future when they're grown-ups. You remember what it was like when you're coming out of college and you started your job and it was all cool and awesome and you were learning all this shit. And then by the, you know, by their part, they're probably 35, 40. So I expect to be, you know, in that age. But even now in my life, at 30, there's that part of you where I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. So there's not a lot of real worry. It's just I just do it. Just make sure you get your work done and that's enough, right? Right. And you can see that in the second movie. But in the first, or in the, in the original, in the, but in the second one, you see the eagerness in that, I don't know, especially in Mike, you know, the, the one-eyed guy, mm-hmm. his just pure desire to just overcome all odds, you know, to make it through and to be a scarer, and that he doesn't succeed, he's not a scarer, you know, but his skill tied in with somebody who has the ability, working together as a team, can really shine through, I just, I don't know, I just... I, th- I thought it was a great movie. I thought they did a good job. That's weird. I just don't think it lived up to the other Pixar movies. Like, it just didn't didn't have it. Just didn't have it. <laughs> That's the best way I can say. Okay, let's let's shift some gears. Okay. Wiki wiki wiki. Uh, favorite place in the entire world. If you could be anywhere, doing anything. For like a week straight, what would you do? Do I get to go back in time? Is this specific to now? In this point in my life? Or no, is this no. one of those... Just like anything you've experienced or... Gotta go back to camp with you. Ooh, yeah, that was fun. Right? Oh, yeah. That's definitely... Right? The last year we were there? Oh. <laughs> Where we went through the caves? <sighs> oh, man. The things we did? I'm surprised we survived that. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Have you been to camp recently? Uh, it's been a long time. It's changed a lot. Let's just uh, say, we'll talk sh- about that later. But anyway, uh, yeah. that was one of my greatest. Um, but if you want to talk about just general, if we were just going to go there and it works out, right? Mm-hmm. Renaissance, or not Renaissance, um, you can tell I'm a Rennie. Okay, so so the, the Texas Renaissance Festival is a great place to go camping and enjoy some uh, adult parties on the weekends if you like to do that kind of thing. But I think um, Mardi Gras in New Orleans, 
on Bourbon Street. It's hard to have a bad time there. <laughs> right? It's just, right. it's hard. There's so much good going on. Um, greatest place on earth, though, where you'd have the most fun if you had a week. What's your answer? What do you think? Uh, it's sort of a toss up. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could get a slope near the slope, near the ski lifts in Colorado for a week. One of those lodges that's on the, in the middle of yeah. the ski run. I, well, it wasn't. You ski down to the bottom and then go up? No, what, uh, I had, uh, a couple years ago, I went with some friends because, uh, their parents own, like, a timeshare or something in, in Keystone. Nice. And it was from the, from the timeshare to the list was like 500 yards. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Or, or the convention floor at Comic Con. That good, huh? Oh, dude. I love it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's the happiest place on earth. It's like you go there. I mean, I'm pretty sure you'd be this way too. I mean, we're both very nerdy in different ways, but Just like very. if you're like if you love it, it's there. Right. If you want to meet, I mean, you might have to wait a little while, but if you want to meet, you know, Mark Rosewater, the guy who you know designs right. magic, magic. You can meet him. Right. The Blizz yeah. guy, the Blizzard guys are there. Oh, everyone's there. It's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just so hoping I get to go back this year. <laughs> tickets are very like, like tickets are so hard to get. Are they? Like, oh. there's an actual demand on the tickets themselves. There's not enough supply. No, because uh, well, for the four day tickets, they have about 125,000 of them, and last year they sold out in about an hour. An hour, you? <laughs> yeah, hours. Like the That's entire. Incredible. Um. Like, since we went last year, the the pre-sale was, uh, we could we could get in the the like the early sale, which is a small batch, like five thousand tickets or so, mm-hmm. sold out in under half an hour or forty five minutes, something like that. Like getting getting tickets is hard. So the tickets cost money, and then to rent the floor space for the booth, so they're making money on both ends. Right. I mean, the tickets aren't that expensive. Oh no. They're like. Uh, for four days and preview night, they're like 200 bucks. Ooh. I mean, they may not be expensive for what you're getting. I mean, it's not like, you know, South by Southwest or PAX. I mean, PAX is really expensive. Is it? Oh, yeah. Like, I I remember looking, like, especially, like, PAX Main, the real, the, the, the original. I mean, they were... Five, I want to say 500, 700, something like that. But it's also a much smaller con. Like, it's a it's a zoo at Comic-Con, man. Especially, like, Saturday, like, the really big day. Like, you just avoid, like, you cannot walk down the middle of the convention floor. You just can't do it. There's so many people. It actually sounds a lot of fun. Oh, dude, like, I, I, like, my first year there, I accidentally ran over Will Wheaton. Literally. What? Like we were like we were walking, we were sort of in because the, they have what they have they have a author's lane where they have a lot of books and do a lot of book signings, and I wasn't paying attention and I moved to my left and hit a guy, and then I look and I said sorry and I looked over and you know, say sorry and it's Will Wheaton. No way. Yeah. yeah. Wesley Crusher. 
the the one and only. Like him and his wife were just walking around the floor, chilling out. No shit, they weren't even like they were just there to hang out. That's yeah. cool. And like that is cool. Like uh, you know, who, uh, Guillermo del Toro is. Sounds familiar. He he did the Hellboy movies, Pan's Labyrinth, yes. Pacific Rim. Uh, he was I saw him last time I was there. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you just run into random people. <laughs> is the cosplay as cool as they make it seem like on the internet? Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, 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 dude. Here, uh, let me. I will send you. If I can find it. <laughs> I have I, I have a lot of pictures from the first year I went on Flickr. I will send some to you. The, the cosplay is pretty incredible at times. Uh, and very, very slutty at times. Hey, man. Don't be hating. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with that, man. I don't... I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. All right. Well, don't be don't be hating. We need these girls. These are... They're good girls. <laughs> good girls. You're very... Thank you. And dudes, if you're into that, you know, some of those dudes are good looking, I think. Um, like, there was, uh... Have you seen Prometheus? I have not. The prequel to the Aliens movies? It was okay, but there's this dude who is like, like there's there's a guy in it who's sort of supposed to be sort of like the oh, here he is. I'll I'll just send you this picture. This, this dude is like an Adonis. Hmm. Wow, that's a real human being. That's a real human being. <laughs> he looks like something you would draw for like a Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. Like the American version of like that perfect chiseled anime version. Like here's some pretty good original series Battlestar cosplay. What do you think of the Battlestar series? You know, it's one of those things where I, I always just love the first like fifteen episodes and just right. quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Still like really into it and then just one day not start yeah. the next episode. You know, this yeah. is one you'll really like. This guy was painting this live while we were there. I mean, look at look in the eyes of the stormtrooper. Yeah. You'll absolutely have to put that up. Like, can you see the stuff? That? That's the speeder scene? Yeah. These aren't the droids you're looking for? Right. Yeah, that's awesome. You can see it in the reflection of his eyes. I heard an interesting theory about the stormtroopers and episode... What is that, four? Okay. Right? So... The scene where the sand people were supposedly supposed to have taken out the Jawas that had the droids mm-hmm. that Luke bought, you'll hear that um, Obi-Wan tells him, no, look, the tracks are side by side, sand people always walk in line, and these marks are far too precise for sand people. Stormtroopers did this, right? Mm-hmm. I've heard this theory, that the stormtroopers aren't as shitty as they were made out to be. Right? Because in the original scene that you see the stormtroopers fight the defense force of the princess, right. it takes them a very short amount of time to actually take over the ship. That's a real representation of the stormtroopers' efficiency. Any other time that you see them shooting at Luke or at Lei or at Han, they're under strict, strict orders to not kill them. Oh, yeah. They're directing them to the ship. 
They're getting them separated from Obi-Wan. They're doing specific things on purpose. But it's all on, it's all controlled. It's not, they're not bad at what they do. It's actually on purpose. And I was like, hmm, looking under, under that light, there's a bunch of more points on the internet that I, you know, whatever, you know how they, people, these fan obsession sites. But I was like, I guess, you know, that could be a possibility. Because they were supposed to be badasses, right? Right. Well, I mean, there's some questions of whether or not how many of them are still clone troopers. Really? Oh, they think about it. I mean, it's not that far in the future. I mean... It shouldn't be, right? Because... It's about 15, 18 to 20 years in yes, the future. Right, because how, how old is Luke when... 20-ish. Yep, right. So, and he's a baby. I mean, a lot of them could still be, you know... Clones, completely possible, and they could actually be like well seasoned clones at that point. Right, exactly. Actually, you'd have to expect them to mostly be clones. I think if you really think about it that way. Yeah, you 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 would think they would have kept breeding the clones. You'll have to put this um some of these pictures up. That predator one is actually incredible. Yeah, right. Do you think that's a camera on the side that allows them to see? Oh, I doubt it. Hmm. It's like he's using like a first person view using a camera to get down to that helmet because it's just not. Looks like it'd be so hard to see out of. Hmm. Yeah, if if um if I get to go this year, I'm thinking about cosplaying Enigma from Dota. Uh, You're really into Dota. Yeah, I'm really into Dota. Mm-hmm. What made you choose Dota over League? Uh, Considering that League is more popular. It's on Steam. Good answer. <laughs> that is a great answer. <laughs> There's a lot of things I do in my life because it's on Steam. There's a lot of things I don't do in my life because it's not on Steam. Yeah, and you know, I saw the documentary, and so, you know, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Why not? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's... that's this is one of those games you don't have to pay to win, right? No. Like... Yep. Like, the only stuff you pay for is purely cosmetic. Like, different outfits and different couriers and shit like that. I enjoy that model. And what's really cool is they allow anyone... You know, they had, they had obviously have to meet certain guidelines, but anyone can make anything for Dota and sell it, and you get, like, half. What? That's an awesome setup. Yeah. That's very cool. So there's a lot of people who are making livings off of Dota. Besides the players. That is cool. Yeah, I was I was looking through Instagram and I follow Fear, who's one of the big Dota players, and he just bought a Mercedes. I'm like, oh, it's... <laughs> like, the money's there, man. The money is there. Do you think at ever in any point in our lifetime we'll see real money? To find real money? Mm-hmm. The kind of money that drives professional-level talent that you see in the NFL or NBA or NBL, that kind of, you know, we're several million dollars an individual a year. Um, so the whole team is need, you know, needs to make $20 million a year, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe not that much, but I could see a million a year per person. Per person, so the team's making $5 million a year? Yeah. And that's, that's supporting... Five or six teams making that much a year, so you actually have some real competition in some form of league. I could see 
I mean, I could see a full league, you know, a 30-team really? league, like high-end. I mean, it's a different kind of model because it's more like like the professional poker circuit because, you know, you know, what it's do you more, think's holding it back mostly, though? Uh, the Western audience. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's huge. I find it to be the announcers. Well, I mean, some of them are very good. Uh, like one or two of them. Toby Wan? Yeah, like one or two of them out of yeah. the entire community is any good. And they usually put them with somebody else who's not any good, you know? Whereas we need a, that those type of games need a lot of real-time explanation. Yeah, like what's going on right now? Like, why are they doing this right now? It's like you almost need the first generation of pro players to retire and become commentators. Well, you know, it's I, like, why is he going to that part of the jungle? Why is he going here? Why is you know? Why did and, he split and off? I think we're them? starting to get to that point to where that's possible because it's actually becoming a legit, legitimate career opportunity. Right, right, right. right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people who have sort of aged, you know, quote unquote, aged out of playing. Like, Fear is, like, the oldest player, and a lot of people call him Old Man Dota, and he's 27. 27? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a trend where the, uh, the old players are 25, 26. That seems to be true of Call of Duty and Counter-Strike and all the great games. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the... Especially if you watch, like, the free-to-play documentary on Dota... Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, the old people just can't click the mouse fast enough. I'm like, have you played Dota? It's not that hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta do some crazy mouse clicking, but it's not like it's not like other games. It's, you know, it's not like StarCraft. StarCraft's annoying to even watch. Like, it's like, wow, that it's not supposed to be a game of dexterity skill, but it is. That game is probably more difficult to play, like point and click than, like, say, Quake is. And Quake is a point-and-click shooter. Yeah. Yeah, StarCraft. Well, but, like, I read somewhere that, like, uh, the South Korean Air Force uses StarCraft to train their pilots because you have to do so much so fast all at once. Is that true? Yeah. Like, it gets yeah, intense. But what, what, like, let's compare their army against ours, their Air Force against ours. What's up, America? <laughs> we don't do that shit, and we still win. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pound for pound, they're probably they're they're one of the best fighting forces in the world. It's because they weigh like forty pounds. Of <laughs> you know, more skill mean. per pound. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the Israeli army is an army that don't they don't give no fucks. That's a pretty oh, badass army. Pound for pound, crazy balls. Yeah, crazy balls. Yeah. But you can't you can't win against our elite. Right? Because doesn't our elite train all the rest of the elite? Uh, for the most part. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, our... I mean, I don't even want, like... Because, like, you know, like, they tell you about the seals, right? You know? <laughs> who? Who's, <laughs> what's that one off the books? Yeah, what's the one that's above the seals? Right. We're the best of the best never heard of. Mm-hmm. I remember I was... I was getting physical therapy for something. I injured myself doing something. I don't remember what. But, like, this woman who was uh, working with me, she was talking about how, like, she had this guy in there with, like, bullet holes, you know, like, bullet scars and all that stuff. And 
he was something. He couldn't tell her what he was, but he was something. And she asked him where he got him. He's like, I really can't tell you, but it was somewhere outside of Moscow. And she got really upset about, oh, our government should tell us these things. I'm like, no, no, you don't want to know how often the world almost ends. Like, I, I, right. I probably on a daily basis, the world almost ends <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. Humanity, you know, right? Like our version. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most, I'm pretty sure the world's like, mm, you can kill yourselves off, but I'll be here for a while. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when you when you really find out about like the Cuban Missile Crisis, you're like, wait, wait, how close were we? Yeah. Or the things where you hear about like um, NORAD when the radar system went off, and it told them that uh, the Russians were sending nukes, and that guy whose responsibility it was to like push the button and you know retaliate was like, no, and it ended up being like weather balloons or some refraction refraction of the sunlight off the atmosphere. Like it was just a False reading. It's like, oh my god. And it <laughs> happened in Russia too. They their systems also gave them a false reading more than once. In both well, times Russia. the Russian person didn't <laughs> But both times the Russian didn't uh push the button either. And it's just like, man, we could have died, dude. Well, not us, we didn't even exist yet, but humans I know, are so you're... crazy. You're so crazy, humans. You're so crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's the that's the only weapons. Well, that's not true, but it's one of the only weapons that humanity's ever used where we were all like, "Whoa, whoa, we're not going to do that again, right?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that again. That was ridiculous." Ever, ever, and we haven't. We we dropped two bombs ever as a, as a complete species, and we were just like, "That's too much." You well, have crossed. What's kind of crazy about it is we we made the bomb, right? I mean, that's pretty technologically advanced. Mm -hmm. In the 40s. Yes. Like, I mean, we barely, I don't even, like, the computers that landed, you know, the Apollo on the moon, those weren't computers. I don't know what they were, but they weren't even near computers. So what did land on the moon then? Was Was it a guy in Houston with a pen and a pad, and he just did the math? And Pardon? it was like, I mean, do the, the burn for five seconds because we know this machine weighs this much and we know you're going to burn this much fuel so it'll weigh this much. Kind and of. We know how much thrust that you're providing. So, And then were the pilots just a little bit of a badasses to cover up the gaps? Well, they were the best. I mean, they were the best fighter pilots in the world. At the time. Yeah, like how badass was Buzz Aldrin? Like, oh, really? Hardcore. But, I mean, it's just, I mean, there were, there were some, you know, computations that the computers were doing, but... I mean, my cell phone has more power, infinitely more power than what made us on the moon. If that's true, could you, in principle, get to the moon with your cell phone? Could you, in principle, yeah. I mean, so theoretically speaking, yes. Really? Yeah. Can you fathom that? I have a hard time, really. That's just mind-blowing to think that they went to the moon. With my Note 3, or my Note 4, or whatever it is. You know, like, what? <laughs> or your iPhone 6 could take you to the moon. That just makes you feel so in... Just inferior. That generation <laughs> was such a badass generation. Well, they were... You know, I, I, have, I have lots of theories about this, but, I mean, they were forged in the crucible of the World Wars, you know? And then That's right. Korea and Nam, and, I mean, they all... I mean, 
so many people were either there or they were just one, they either knew someone or they were, you know, they remember their dads going. I mean, they were, I mean, granted, I think now their hubris is, you know, pretty, pretty bad for the, the world. But yeah, I mean, they did, they did crazy things. Do you, speaking of all this, do you have any concerns about the next one? Next one what? Well, humans are pretty normal. Like, <laughs> as far as I can tell, we haven't changed much since we started writing shit down. We still kill each other over the silliest things. We seem, we still seem to get stuck in these forces of momentum of culture and expected responsibility and these generational, like, pressures. Like, your dad expects you to be a certain way, so you are a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. And those just seem to just permeate through ever, you know, like, through the timeline. It just continues on. Isn't it inevitable? Don't you feel like we're moving towards another one? We've got Russia making ridiculous moves. We've got China talking to Russia. We've got North Korea, which always seems to be a powder keg. And then the Middle East and that ISIS thing. Uh, I like to listen to a lot of really smart people on the Internet. And I like to read a lot of stuff on the Internet. And the, and the vibe that I get is living in an ISIS-occupied area is worse than living in a, a Gestapo occupied area in the height of World War II. It is pure thought police. You were not allowed to, you know, they apparently they killed some dude because he was wearing the wrong sh shoes. Oh, yeah, they're, they're crazy. Uh, is there any concern in that? I mean, I don't... It's ridiculous, right? I don't think we'll ever see manpower like we saw in World War II. No, but I don't think we need that anymore. Well, that's the problem, is we don't need it anymore. Uh, I mean, you're, you're looking at maybe... I mean, all it takes is one, right? One bomb? Mm. Wipe out New York City? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll ever have those giant, big wars anymore. Because two... Partly is because we're just way too interconnected anymore. Right. It's kind of like the whole Samsung Apple thing. Like Samsung makes half the parts for the iPhone, and but they're suing each other all the time. Is that true? Yeah, or they, they used to be. I don't. I, I think yeah, they've been right, trying right. to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like if when Russia needs us, but they Russia still needs us. The China needs us, and so we hate each other, but we need each other. Right, but isn't. Isn't it a lot like earthquakes? Like, don't these forces just build up and build up until they have to release? I mean, Russia's going to take back the Crimea. Like, it's theirs. Like, 90% of the people that live there are Russian. Like, it makes sense that they're going to take that back. And if anybody's going to go in there and try to stop them, you have to be ready to go to war. Because, I mean, we had a hard time taking out the Taliban in their country in those mountains. And that's just a ragtag team of, you know, insurgents that can hardly communicate with each other. Well, you also got to remember, especially like the Taliban and Afghanistan. I mean, Russia had been trying to take over that country since the 80s. I mean, they've been they've gotten really good at hiding in those mountains. That's true. 
But imagine what happens if you go in and try to take on somebody that's as badass as you are. And I don't mean that Russia's as badass as we are, because they're not. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, on a scale, America's half of it. <laughs> so, you know, anybody individually, we're most likely better than, but still, it, if you're fighting people with real techniques and real training and real weapons and real tools, I don't know. I just, all of it makes me nervous again. And I haven't been nervous about this shit since, well, never really in my life. Even during the whole 2001 terrorist times, I felt like America was so strong and so powerful that there was no real real worry. But now things are getting ridiculous in the Middle East, aren't they? Yeah, but we're also not doing a lot either. So Right, because we've got, like, what, 20-year or 15-year war fatigue? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're done. We're tired of it. Did you know, I didn't actually fact-check this, but I'm sure someone will, but did you know that... Uh, Adjusted for inflation, we spent we have spent more on rebuilding Iraq than we than all of the United Nations did in uh, fixing World War Two. That sounds a bit. I mean, that wouldn't shock me if it's true. Uh, Where did all that money go? What did it do? Nothing. We rebuilt Europe with that much money, and we can't rebuild one little country. I mean, that's the thing about the U.S. We have victor's guilt. Like, we just feel like we have to rebuild it. Like, the best thing that could ever happen to your country is be invaded by the U.S. Because you're going to get all sorts of new shit. Which is the truth of it. Kind of. Except that getting invaded by a country sucks. It's true. It's Missiles true. and people dying and family. Yeah, that shit's not... That can't be fun, right? No, no, that can't be fun. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I just... I just... I don't know. Putin and the Middle East, all that shit makes me nervous. I don't know. I was yeah. just curious what you thought of it. Do you, were you? Do you have any fears of sliding back into a second Cold War? Oh, we're already in a second Cold War. Quietly, right? Oh yeah, we're there. We're there. Just, just not as much propaganda as there was last time. No, but it's coming. But it's coming, right? I think so. Anyway. Oh, that's so sad. I mean, Russia never left the Cold War. Putin, I mean, Putin never left it. That's true. That is true. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, I just think that's so strange because we live in the time of the Internet. It's like, why can't... I feel like the Internet is the modern-day Tower of Babel, right? Like, we can all communicate and we can all share ideas. and Shouldn't that pan out and wash out? But most people look at cat videos and call each other assholes. So, you know... That is the other issue with that, right? <laughs> like, if you're into, like, something super specific, like frogs sitting on pineapples, there's a whole fucking website designed to it. Websites. Right? Sites. There's a whole, yeah, literally, a whole community into almost anything you can come up with. And if that's the case, if you're a racist asshole redneck in Montana, then you have the ability to find a bunch of other racist white neck. I mean, redneck, you know, assholes. You know what I mean? Like, and then there's just this all this confirmation bias and reaffirming yep. each other how badass we are. And, and like they say, man, it's just a tool. And that's why we're doing this because eventually someone will just want to listen to two random dudes talking on a Sunday night. That's right. <laughs> oh, man, I am about tapped. 
Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. A good, a good start. We'll get this okay. edited up over the next couple of days, and we'll have awesome. to figure out a place to get it posted. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get better at it as we go. Yeah, for sure. Come up with some better answers to some of the topics that I come up with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good night. Yeah. And we'll see everyone next time at Club 42. Have a good night.